A poem for you. This was about me when I was young. I used to love playing on the river and having fun. And I thought I'd write a poem about me. Wild child. I was a child of the forest. <clears throat> My mother in despair. Clothes were just a nuisance and shoes I would not wear. Silently, I'd watch the birds, keeping them close at hand. I was queen of the forest. I was part of the riverland. My friends were the animals in this twilight world of green. Only the fox eluded me, not wishing to be seen. With hair down to my shoulders, the dog down at my feet, I'd prowl about for hours, no human would I meet. As the sun was setting, I'd hear my mother's voice, calling in the darkness. To leave, I had no choice. My spirit longs for those days when I was wild and free. To be a part of my nature that is a part of me. The next story is, is some weird, couple of weird events that my mother caused. I mean, literally, she caused. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Men in black. <clears throat> my mother was very religious and she often put down remarkable events as God's work. Sometimes this could be kind, sometimes annoying, or downright scary. Day two hikers turned up at the door asking for water was one of these events. The young men looked alike as both of them had blonde hair, blue eyes and of similar height. My mother invited them into the house and instead of water she gave them tea and scones. They were obviously grateful as they both smiled and nodded but they never spoke a word. After they left <clears throat> I asked my mother why she had invited two strangers into the house. Well, Grace, you never know when you are entertaining angels, so it is best to treat everyone with respect. The quote is from the Bible, and it actually says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Hebrew 13.2 My dear mother truly believed these words. The next time something strange happened, was when I didn't want to go to Sunday school. I told my mother I wouldn't go, as it was too far to walk. Of course, this was an excuse, as I walked to school all the time. Never deterred, my mother found me a lift into town, but the whole ordeal has left some strange and scary memories. That Sunday, mother told me to get ready for Sunday school which I did with great reluctance. Smiling happily, she informed me the car had arrived and that they were waiting to take me into town. Still reluctant, I walked across the footbridge. Standing beside a black car were two men dressed in black. They even had black hats, hats on their heads. But as my mother seemed to know them, I stepped into the car. Looking back now, I don't recollect what happened after I got into that car. The only recall Stand in the church, so I must have arrived there only okay, but I still don't remember. Still, after I told my mother I would never travel with those men again, I stopped going to Sunday school for good. Uh, hi, this is from one of my stories in my memoir. It's in the book. Um, the title is, Was This a Dream or Real? Shortly after arriving in Australia, Something strange happened to me. I shall call it a dream here, but it was too realistic for a dream. One night, a strange flickering light woke me up from a deep sleep. 
At first, I assumed that someone was walking about outside with a torch, and I wondered why they was outside our bedroom window. I tried to wake my husband up, but he only groaned and turned over, so I crept out of bed and out into the lounge room. Not sure of what to expect, I opened the front door. Now, what confronted me was so impossible that I rubbed my eyes in disbelief. But this did nothing, as the sight remained firmly within my focus. Standing on my front lawn was a tiny UFO. I'm not joking. It was not much bigger than a small car. There were high blue windows around the roof and a soft silver haze all around that. Thinking I was having a fantastic dream, I rubbed my eyes again. But again, this did nothing. Standing beside the steps of the craft were tall, Two tall, dark-haired men, dressed in black. They had large eyes and skin so white that it almost glowed. Seeing such extraordinary individuals should have frightened me, but I wasn't afraid. They gestured with their hands and I realised they wanted me to go inside their UFO. Then, as though mesmerised, I walked up to the steps into their craft. As soon as I was inside, we took off at an impressive speed. And although I felt nervous, these two odd beings smiled at me and made gestures of friendship. And I think almost hear their thoughts. In front of me were strange dials, panels and screens. The seats went around the wall of the cabin and looked as though they were moulded into the craft. And to my surprise, as I sat down, they shaped themselves around my body. Fascinated, I could see where we were going from the viewing windows. It was then I realised the blue disc I was looking at was the Earth. To view the planet I lived on in such a way was a breathtaking sight and I watched it disappear like a blue jewel into the blackness. This was 1966 and the Sputnik had travelled around the globe so I was aware of the shape and colour of the Earth but this was different as we were going into space. Even though we were getting further and further away from Earth, I wasn't afraid. This experience felt familiar, as though I'd done this trip before. Soon we were descending. Below the craft I could see a dark planet which was pockmarked with extinct volcanoes. The tall men led me to believe this place was part of the moon. Again, take this into mind, I knew nothing about the moon and space and I never had interested me at all. I was a mother and that was my role. We descended through the top of one of the craters, which had a glass-like dome that opened to let us in, and although I didn't see it, I believe it closed once we were inside. We entered a station or landing port, where there were other vehicles and people milling about. I felt like a celebrity, because everybody looked eager to see me. The reception committee guided me through a passage into a huge room. Everyone wore tight uniforms of soft grey, and looked nothing like the pilots who had brought me there. These people have fair skin and white hair, and their eyes were a vivid blue. They spoke to me in high, childlike voices, but I couldn't understand a word. Suddenly, I felt panicky and hot and could not breathe properly. Gasping, I asked a bystander for a glass of water. They looked at each other with something like alarm and began talking rapidly together. They must have sent me home because the next thing I remember was waking up in my own bed, with no recollection of the return journey at all. I was still thinking about the dream when I woke up. 
It had been so real that I was determined to record the event before I forgot. As I walked into the lounge room, my gaze went towards the front door and I received a mild shock because the floor had muddy footprints all over it. I looked down at my feet and realised they were dirty and a trail of dirt led from the front door to the bedroom. Did it really happen? Well, I will never know. But shortly after, shortly after that strange dream, I found out I was pregnant. I also suffered from an outbreak of boils on my bottom for a few months, which were very uncomfortable.